Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode will be another instalment in the California Dreaming series and today we are talking about another Ryan Gosling film and another Russell Crowe film and another crime film. So basically a complete blend of everything that I've spoken about before. Today we are talking about The Nice Guys. Now I only I only really decided to watch it again after watching LA Confidential and seeing it for the first time, really enjoying it and seeing Kim Basinger and Russell Crowe in it together, it got me thinking, I should watch The Nice Guys again because that is set in Los Angeles yet again. And this time, instead of being set in the 50s, this is set in the 70s and it's fantastic. Okay, it is one of my favorite films and it's one of these films where you don't realize just how incredible it is until you're rewatching it because it is so funny. It's a really funny film. Ryan Gosling is incredible in it, but the comedic timing between everybody, okay, the delivery, the timing, the writing, Shane Black has made an incredible movie here. Like, I'm a huge Shane Black fan anyway. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, that's one of my, that's one of the funniest films I think I've ever seen. Iron Man 3 is one of my favorite Marvel films. I'm a weirdly big fan of The Predator, back in 2018, but in between Iron Man 3 and The Predator, he came out with The Nice Guys, so 2016 it got released, I loved it then, I love it now, the music, I want to talk about the soundtrack, because I love music from this sort of era, okay, the 70s and 80s, my favourite kind of music, so hearing the songs in this, right, Earth, Wind and Fire, Boogie Wonderland, September, you name it, if it was popular in the 70s, chances are it's in this film, and chances are, I love it, okay, I'm a huge fan, so I could listen to this soundtrack for days, I think I did, when it first came out, I downloaded the soundtrack, and I just listened to it on repeat, and I don't know why, I don't think they've released a vinyl of it, if they released a vinyl copy of this soundtrack, I would 100% buy it, because it's an absolute vibe, and yeah, it's on the similar wavelength to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that soundtrack, because I've got that on vinyl, and that's in the 60s, but now, moving into the 70s, so I've kind of gone for different actually that's weird i've done the 50s the 60s the 70s can i find an 80s los angeles set film to watch i mean there's blade runner but that came out in the 80s that wasn't set in the 80s so i'm gonna think about that but i haven't thought about okay straight out compton straight out compton is set at the start in the 80s so okay that's pretty much me done all of the different decades leading up to now either way we're talking about the 70s we talk about the nice guys it's violent it's sweary it's funny it's action-packed it's got a great story, great writing, it looks fantastic, sounds fantastic, it is fantastic. Okay, this film, I really am struggling to criticise it. My probably biggest issue is it feels like, I mean, look, I'm going to say something here, but I'm also going to contradict myself because I love the ending. Okay, I'm a huge fan of how this film ends, and that last set piece at the end is brilliant. But for me, about an hour and a half into this movie, it seems to be wrapping up and it seems to be ending but then it keeps going just a little bit longer. And on the one hand, I think they could have done with trimming a little bit of fat off and having it more concise rounding up then. But because it ends so successfully and proudly as well, because it ends the way it does, I don't really care. I don't care that it does feel like it's a bit of a premature ending an hour and a half in, then it keeps going for another 25 minutes. But I have always wondered why does it keep going? But then when you watch the ending, you're like, okay, that's why, you know, it properly wraps everything up. It ties up all loose ends and it works. Okay, it's a great ending, but 
I do feel like it maybe slightly overstays its welcome. That being said, it doesn't feel long at all. Right? This film is just under two hours, but it flies by. It's a really fun film to watch. And yeah, some people are going to find it a bit um, a bit too much, right? Because there's a lot of sex references and swearing and even violence. And I mean, the backdrop is it's set in the adult film industry. So I can understand if it's not for everybody, but I feel like it's really hard not to love this film and not to find some enjoyment out of it. Because even if it's just the stupidity of the characters or the relationships that each character has to one another, the chemistry is insane, right? Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling I did not think prior to this that they would be a good lead duo, but they are fantastic. They are so good together. And I really hope we get a sequel because it kind of sets up room for potentially more. I think they were, oh God, they were doing a gender swapped spin off TV show, I think called The Nice Girls or something. I think, no, actually, were they going to keep calling it the nice guys, but just have women as the leads? But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. Why? Anyway, this film is fantastic regardless. I would love to see more because, like I said, I'm a huge, well, you obviously know, I'm a huge fan of Ryan Gosling. And also Russell Crowe is surprisingly, well, no, okay, I say surprisingly, but he's a good actor. Okay, he is a good actor, but he tends to play very similar roles in a lot of films, right, so you look at Gladiator compared to Robin Hood, not a lot of difference, sorry, not a lot, and then he played Noah, again, not a lot of difference, but this was kind of the start of his renaissance, per se, because he had this, and he went on to do Unhinged just a couple of years ago, and ever since then, he started doing different things and different styles, and he's fantastic in this, he is so good, but I didn't realise just how many funny things happen, in the first 10 minutes, right, it's hilarious. But then I was thinking, oh, all the things I remember about this film happened very early on, right, first 10, 15 minutes. And I was thinking, is it gonna burn out, right? Is it gonna get to a point where nothing is funny anymore? But it never does, right? Everything is constantly funny. The writing is constantly witty and sharp and it just keeps you guessing, right? Aside from all the humour and the great performances, there's a genuinely good and compelling crime story going on here. And what I didn't realise until re-watching it is, this is exactly the kind of film I want to see, because after watching The Batman and recently some other great crime detective films, I kind of wanted to see a film with a detective, right, just a guy that got everything wrong, because I thought that would be funnier than, say, watching Death on the Nile with Poirot being an incredible detective. And this is that film, right, because Ryan Gosling's Holland March, he is kind of a detective. At the same time, though, he is, like, weirdly great despite being bad, but he is actually called the world's worst detective by his daughter in this film. So this is the film I was looking for, and I just, I don't know why I'd forgotten about it, because I love this film, I've got it on DVD back home, I've always loved it, but I just completely had erased from my memory that he was a bad detective, but in doing so, he's he's genius, and he's so lovable, and god damn it, I love this film. I really, really enjoyed The Nice Guys, and like I said, the 70s setting is fantastic, okay? It's a different style to what we've usually seen. It feels like it could have been made in the 70s, but because this had been made in 2016, but replicating what it would have been like in the 70s, it just works so well. Shane Black clearly knows what he's doing, and his previous films like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, they have had a feel to it, like it could have been set way before its time, but this is properly going back to the 70s, not just set in the modern day, but with a 70s aesthetic to it. 
like what was the, oh, I've seen a film recently that had that kind of aesthetic going for it but this film perfectly encapsulates the parties the wildness the adult film industry and the crime that was associated with the 70s and the music again the music the outfits the cars everything okay I love it so much from start to finish it's funny it's exciting it's thrilling it's very very easy to watch it's quotable it's quotable as hell I mean there are so many funny lines that Ryan Gosling has and the delivery by Russell Crowe at times it's so on the money it's absolutely priceless so they go to a bar and the bartender says about how these guys came in before and one of them had his balls removed and then Russell Crowe just says with the most deadpan delivery and a cool face he just goes well like marriage and that's hilarious that's so good and then later in an elevator sequence like just a couple of minutes later this line then comes back and then it comes back later on again but Ryan Gosling says it's called Munich but then Russell Crowe is like no Munich's a city in Germany <laughs> So what this script does so well is, it's funny at the time, and then it's funny when you think about it after, and then they bring it back up later. It's like Johnny English in that sense, because Johnny English, I think Johnny English Strikes Back, or Strikes Again, whatever the hell that subtitle was, the third film in that series, that made me laugh so much, because so many gags work in multiple ways, so it's not just the main delivery of it, it's a second gag, and it's repeated, and there's always something after that comes after the main part but it keeps you laughing, and that's exactly what this film does. All right, half the script genuinely comes back later, or like the scene in the bathroom when he goes, Russell Crowe goes into the bathroom to interrogate Ryan Gosling. He's in a bathroom stall, but he's got his pants down. He tells Russell Crowe to turn around, but as he turns around, there's a mirror on the wall, and he can still see him. But like that kind of humour, that's just priceless, right? That works so well in this environment, in this landscape, with these characters, with these performances and everything. Shane Black is a funny director, funny writer, and I love this film. I really, really enjoy The Nice Guys. If I could, I just want to be transported back to the 70s, to the 60s with Once Upon a Time. I want to be transported back to this time in this environment in LA because oh my god it's so good and I mean again later on there's a gag with a revolving uh, platform so Ryan Gosling is hiding behind a car <laughs> and he's being shot at and he's preparing himself to stand up and shoot the guy behind the other side of the car but he doesn't realize the car is spinning around so when he finally preps himself up and he leans over the car and starts shooting he then realizes the guy's now behind him because the car's been spinning around oh my god it's genius this film is so so good i love it so much and i think it's funny how they keep saying all about the kids of that generation are being kind of manipulated and the days of gentlemen and ladies are over and it's funny because that's basically how it was in 2016 and now okay that's exactly how i feel now but they were saying this back in the 70s, so it seems like it's very meta in terms of speaking to the current generation, watching it, as well as audiences that would have grown up in the 70s, and, you know, who this film is specifically for. But then again, who is it for? Because it's for everybody, all right? Adults will enjoy it, teenagers will enjoy it, young adults will enjoy it, everybody will enjoy it, all right? Fans of the crime genre, fans of comedy, fans of Ryan Gosling, any fan, any person should enjoy this film, 
Alright, it's got a great cast, and I like how Margaret Qualley is in it too. She was in the very first film I reviewed for this series, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and she's great in this too. Right, the women in this film are fantastic. Kim Basinger is not in it much, but she's great in it. And Jury Rice is fantastic as Ryan Gosling's daughter. She's got some great line deliveries too. And then you've also got Keith David in it, who is fantastic and has such an iconic voice. Matt Bomer is great too. It's a fantastic film with a fantastic cast, fantastic writing. That's it. That's all I can say. Right, The Nice Guys is a f amazing film. Go check it out. Go and check out The Nice Guys. You will not regret it. And I cannot believe I'm going to be in LA. Oh my god. Oh my god. I mean, look, LA today is not going to be anything like it was back in the 70s, but... God damn it, I need to set up a soundtrack, I need to set up a playlist for my time in LA. Have so many of these songs in it, right, because Earth, Wind and Fire just accompanies the backdrop of 70s LA so damn well. It's amazing. So yeah, with that, I have been Kieran, this has been The Nice Guys, and I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle The Truth. <laughs>